0: hi there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We have so many valuable resources for you, and uh, today's topic is going to be on myofunctional disorders and sleep apnea. This is a really, really important and very, very much, I would say, lesser-known topics. So I'm really excited to to uh, share this with you. Before I get into it, I do want to say that this episode is sponsored by my free workshop, which is the three stages to naturally recover from the symptoms of autism. Stage one is healing the gut. Stage two is natural heavy metal detoxification. And stage three is brain support and repair to give you all of the resources that you're going to need to help your child to get on the road to recovery for their optimum recovery. So you can get that link at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. I'm also linking to that and all of today's show notes will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 21, just the numbers, to one because this is radio show number 21. And again, today's topic is myofunctional disorders, and we have a registered dental hygienist with us. Her name is Barbara Tritts, and she has, I'm going to give you a little bit of her background, a uh, a bachelor's and a master's degree. She's a registered dental hygienist with over 38 years of clinical experience. She practices in the offices in Green City Dental in Edmonds, Washington and she is practiced, practicing orofacial myofunctional therapist. Now I know these are big words so don't worry, we are going to explain what this is about. <laughs> um, Barbara received her dental hygiene degree from Onondaga Community College, a Bachelor's of Science in Dental Auxiliary Teacher Education from the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, and a Master of Science in Business from Husson University in Bangor, Maine. She continued her training in myofunctional therapy from the Academy of Orofacial Myofunctional Therapy in Los Angeles. Now, Barbara's story starts with her background in dental hygiene, but I'm going to let her give you her story of how she got into the myofunctional disorder arena because... What this has to do with her own personal journey, and, like you and I, we have children with needs and uh, and so we research that's what I did. that's why I'm here offering you the resources that I can share with you and why you're here to get the resources that you can help your child uh, to help hopefully uh, be able to um, to recover from their symptoms of autism. And again, we know the recovery is the definition is to regain health, and everybody's level is different, but we do know that children are recovering from autism, my own son did, and your child can get better. And one of the main issues of healing for any illness of any kind is sleep. And if your child is not sleeping properly, which many children with autism are not, then it's really important to help them be able to sleep better. And one of the reasons that uh, cause sleep disorders is this myofunctional disorder issue and it has to do with uh mouth brain- breathing and how years of that will actually change the uh the the airway function for the of the mouth and and change the jaw and the palate my background as you know is craniosacral therapy and I'm going to link also to a craniosacral therapy podcast that I did in the past you can get a little more information on that and how the bones of the head actually do move and readjust and how important this is to sleep so actually I'm going to let Barbara jump in now to give you some more of the background on this and we'll go through it and of course what you can do about it so Barbara thank you so much for being here with us today. I really appreciate your your time and your expertise on this issue.
1: Well, Karen, thank you so much for having me. This is an epidemic that nobody is aware of, and I am I'm thrilled to be able to share this with your listeners because this is so important for for all children. You know, we 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 have our nation of melting faces. Uh, we're not developing our jaws and our faces properly. And and it even happened, like, I, like you mentioned, with my daughter. Uh, when she got her braces off, what uh, led me to this journey is that she started belching. You know, they put a retainer in her mouth, and now she has no place to put her tongue. And she was swallowing incorrectly. And here's this beautiful high school. She's a competitive rope jumper, and she's athletic, and she's belching. She's burping, she's, she's burping while she's jumping, so she has to stop jumping, and, and it, was a, it was a traumatic year. And I took her to doctors, I took her to a hypnotherapist, because they told me she was stressed. And I was like, I know something else is wrong. And as a hygienist, why didn't I know how to help her? Because she's obviously swallowing this air, and it's coming right back up. And so I took her to a myofunctional therapist. I had never even heard of one before. And I'd been a hygienist for over 30 years at that point. And within two weeks of exercises and learning to swallow and breathe properly, her belching improved 50%. And then within six weeks of these exercises and being more aware of how to breathe, how to swallow, where to put her tongue, her belching disappeared. And that's when I said, oh my gosh, this is the other half of dentistry that nobody's looking at. Because when you're not breathing properly and you're not swallowing properly, we get crooked teeth. And 75% of children have what we term malocclusion, so crooked teeth. And this is all preventable. We can, you know, just being aware of where the tongue goes. So mild functional disorders, are um, improper swallowing, mouse breathing, um, chewing incorrectly, habits, noxious habits, you know, thumbs, fingers, pacifiers, sucking on blankets, um, even sucking on their lip and chewing, chewing things that don't belong in the mouth, anything other than food. And putting the tongue in the wrong place will create all of all of these issues and then the jaw doesn't grow properly and then the upper jaw doesn't grow properly and now we have because of that growing incorrectly we have a narrowed excuse me a narrowed airway and and then there's no room for the tongue and so between the tongue blocking the airway and sleep apnea sets in even with infants you know infants get sleep apnea so they don't get enough oxygen so it's it's an epidemic that nobody knows about.
0: And there's a lot of uh, people, you know, as an, as an adult if we aren't sleeping well, we might, you know, just be fatigued or of course people get very irritable. Children will act out behaviorally. I know that um that uh, you you've mentioned that about half of the kids possibly with that are diagnosed with ADD or ADHD are actually just children who are sleep detri- deprived who either can't that focus because of that or they're, yeah, they're just behaviorally acting out because they're exhausted.
1: They are. They, and they don't know it. And, you know, just like adults, when we keep moving, we don't notice that we're tired. But when we sit down on the couch at night, all of a sudden we fall asleep. Well, kids don't understand that and they just keep going. They're like the energizer bunny that just keeps on going because when they sleep, they're not rested. They're not getting that deep sleep, so kids just keep going and act out, and and it, and it, and then they get drugs, because we need drugs. And instead, what we really need is a deep, restful sleep. And you know, if your child is snoring, if your child fusses and sleeps, you know, tosses and turns a lot, the blankets are a mess, um, they kick a lot. They sleep in weird positions. They uh, get up to go to the bathroom more than once a night. All of those sign- things are signs of sleep disordered breathing. And so
0: what we want to do, we, too, is definitely can... reach into some of what some of these causes are. I mean, you 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 know, if dentists aren't even aware of this. You were in dental hygiene for 33 years before you, you had knowledge of it. So uh, exactly. I know that... Um, we're going to have to take a quick break here, but uh, in a moment, but is there something that, uh, are there a couple of things uh, that, that, well, why don't we look into this after the break? We're going to take a short break and then we'll come back and we'll look look at some of the causes of these because there are things that a lot of parents are doing in their daily life or don't realize that aren't right for the child or especially an infant, what can happen with an infant, even a newborn. So stay with us. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm Karen Thomas and we are coming to you live from Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio and we will be Hi there and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host Karen Thomas and we are coming to you live from Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio and I'm really excited that you're here today. We have Barbara Tritz with us today. She is a specialist in uh, dental hygiene but also in myofunctional disorders and we're going to talk a little bit more about what those are and the causes and the signs you want to look for and then of course we will get into what you can do about it. So Barbara, we just just, kind of cut off right before the break a little bit about we started getting into some of the causes like what would cause especially we're looking even at in infancy and early childhood things Mm -hmm. that can cause children to have these types of myofunctional disorders and and then some of the signs that parents might want to look for as well
1: well there are things to look for you know can the child put their lips together are they nasal breathing or are they mouth breathing Um, in infants Infants should be able to, to breathe while they're nursing. And when you watch a baby sleep, if their mouth is open, you know, that's a problem. And when we, when we don't breastfeed, that can create myofunctional disorders. Um, and I understand, you know, some women cannot breastfeed or choose not to, but the very best thing for our babies is to breastfeed for at least six months, if not a year or longer because then that develops the the mouth, the jaws, the suction that the baby needs to to learn how to swallow properly. And when we give them soft food, you know, at, at six-month-old, we start feeding them baby food, and babies really need to chew. They need real people food, you know, steamed carrots, peas, meat. They can pick that up they can chew it they can eat it if they have two teeth they need real food and we are giving them soft food you know dino nuggets and macaroni and cheese and the kids never develop those jaws because they're not getting real food and then allergies allergies our houses are are filled with allergens because we're living you know in an enclosed environments and so kids are getting all these Dander and dust, dairy, food allergies, and that increases the size of the tonsils and the adenoids. And then, you know, kids get a cold, and then they find that it's easier to breathe through their mouth, and it's a habit. So we need to break these habits. We need to look in their mouth, and then we also need to look underneath their tongue. Because a lot of children are what we call tongue-tied or ankyloglossia. And the tongue being tethered down to the floor of the mouth, again, promotes mouth breathing. And when there's mouth breathing, then there's incomplete jaw development. And, and then that just snowballs. We, then the jaws, again, don't grow enough. Then we get crooked teeth. And then we perpetuate that habit through adulthood. You know, just walking through the, an airport or the grocery store half of the people there are walking around with their mouth open. And then that creates what we call long face syndrome. And they have a long, narrow face, a high palate, crooked teeth. And then with mouth breathing, we get tooth decay and gum disease. So that's why, you know, as a hygienist, for the first 30 plus years, I was only seeing half the picture. And looking now at the other half, you know, if we don't have good lip seal and nasal breathing, we're always going to have tooth decay and gum disease. So we have I'm to on. the whole picture.
0: Yeah, I had one of a a mom mom write me recently an email and she said her son was having a lot of dental issues and enamel was eroding and she said even though we're taking really good care of his oral hygiene, his gums are still bleeding and so she was wondering what is it in the past and I will link to it in the show notes but I I did an episode um, on biosystemic dentistry and and also how much the gut is affecting the dental dental health, uh, the health of the teeth and uh, and how much the gut well affects everything, but the gum bleeding. So the gum bleeding. You're talking about if if a child is mouth breathing, which is definitely something we don't mm-hmm. want them to be doing, then that is also contributing be, beyond the gut issues. That is contributing in some way to to the dental health.
1: Absolutely, because there's no saliva. Saliva is what re-moisturizes our tissue and remineralizes our teeth. So if we are mouth breathing, we're not washing off that plaque bacteria that's sitting there and it inflames the gum and it's all connected. And then with mouth breathing also comes sleep apnea and then we also get acid reflux. There's something called silent reflux and kids get acid reflux and silent reflux just and like how adults
0: is- do. How is the mouth breathing contributing to the acid
1: reflux? Well, the mouth breathing, because the tongue is now in, in the middle of the throat. And so with, when we don't breathe properly and we're, we're hungry for air, we, our stomach gases come up. We have a negative pressure from the stomach, and that's bringing up stomach acids. And, and then we get that in the mouth. And so, what so. some of the causes of uh, we
0: mentioned uh, breastfeeding and the importance of breastfeeding. So, uh, mm-hmm. well, I also know from my cranial back- background as well. But, uh, but, but pacifiers or bottles, the the uh, plastic nipples on those that a baby is sucking on, are. I know too hard. They are they require much more uh, effort on the child's part, and they push up on the upper palate, which does change the structure of the mouth. I'm um, sorry, we need to mm-hmm. take a short break right here. But when we come back, let's let's uh, go further into this and why. And so parents are, are a little bit more knowledgeable about what that means if they're if they're giving pacifiers and bottles to their children, and also also we have some alternatives for what else that could be done uh, there. As well, um, especially for regardless of, or you don't need to necessarily be using bottles. So we need to take a short break. This is naturally recovering autism. Stay with us. We will. Hi there, and welcome back to naturally Re- naturally recovering autism. I'm your host Karen Thomason. We are coming to you live from Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. Thank you so much for being here today. We have special guest Barbara Tritz with us, who is. A registered dental hygienist, but she has a background and and, uh, experience in myofunctional disorders, which are about mouth. Uh, issues that that can change the structure of the mouth that can lead to improper breathing, which then lead to sleep apnea and sleep disorders, as well as behavioral disorders. And uh, we're going to give some some information in this show. And anything uh, that uh, I need to link to, you can find on the page I've created for this show at naturallyrecoveringautism.com dot com forward slash twenty one. The numbers two one. So Barbara, before the break, we were talking about some of the the issues of mouth breathing and let's talk about some of the causes we were getting into a little bit of why a parent you know why pacifiers or the nipples on bottles uh be detrimental and what what are they what are they doing and and what are were some alternatives that parents could utilize
1: yes the you know i mean i used pacifiers i, I thought that that was better than a thumb so I am I am as guilty as anyone else. But the problem with pacifiers, even orthodontic pacifiers, is that they train the tongue to swallow incorrectly. And they train the tongue to stay down in the mouth. And so like for my daughter, who when she got her braces off, you know, she was still swallowing to the side. She was doing what we call a lateral tongue thrust. And, and sometimes pacifiers will, will train the tongue to go forward in a forward tongue position or what we call a forward tongue thrust. And so again, we're, we're creating this open mouth posture with the pacifier and even sippy cups. You know, I, I mean, I love sippy cups as well because there's no mess, but it trains the tongue to stay down. And then when the tongue is down, the mouth is open and, and then it's a cascade of problems. So instead of a bottle, instead of a sippy cup, um, even for, you know, older kids, it, it is training them to to swallow incorrectly. So there are, you know, just baby cup or just give them a, a cup, you know, and teach them how to swallow properly. Babies can do that if you work with them. And then there's this cup called the 360 cup or the wow cup, and that makes them use their lips to get the juice out or the milk out, and training them to get the tongue up on the roof of the mouth. That's where the tongue belongs. My goal with myofunctional therapy is a lip seal, tongue up on the roof of the mouth, and nasal breathing. And pacifiers don't do that. Sippy cups don't do that. Thumbs don't do that. So it's important to start this habit early because it'll follow them through their whole life. And it's interesting. That, in the, the, go ahead. This sippy cups, you know, they're,
0: we're not really sucking them all the way up into our palate like we are with pacifiers and other nipples. But even just the act of them pressing their lips against a sippy cup, uh, one that they have to wrap their lips around rather than just a cup that you would drink out of makes that, that much of a difference.
1: It really does. I mean, cause you're, you're bringing the tongue forward. They never achieve what we call a mature swallow. They're swallowing forward with it, getting the juice out of the sippy cup. I want the tongue to go to the roof of the mouth and almost do the wave backward down the throat. Instead, with a sippy cup, it trains the, the whole, you're using different muscles and it trains you to swallow forward. It's a whole different swallowing mechanism.
0: And you mentioned too that these these again are going back to sleep if it that you said a child should never ever snore and if you notice that and um, well sometimes it can be caused from a lot of kids especially with autism have allergies and I will link to an episode I did with natural allergy elimination Uh, but um, but they can get just in a habit of breathing through their mouth during the day and then at night they do as Mm -hmm. well or they just can't breathe through their nose because it's blocked up from allergies and then this you think if if it's always, if they're always doing mouth breathing, then it affects the palate, the jaw, the tongue and the tonsils and the adenoids. And then all of this right. is what wraps up back into creating an obstructive airway.
1: And it also changes the, the shape of the eyes, because if the maxilla, the upper jaw doesn't grow properly, then the eye socket doesn't grow properly. And then our children need glasses. So it's it's just a cascade. You know, and then because their mouth is open, their head is forward. And so now we have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain. And uh the more forward they put their head, the better they can open their airway. And and it's and it causes causes all kinds of problems. It's it's all connected. So uh I know
0: a lot of parents are thinking, okay, well I just mentioned natural allergy elimination. There are uh, some things that you can Mm -hmm. do, some exercises. So I'd like like to get into that a little bit. uh, So what parents can do, like, okay, you've got these things going on. You notice this in your child. Now you know to make sure they're they're not mouth breathers, but some are thinking besides, you know, working with the allergies, what else do I do? We also, I don't want to forget because we mentioned it uh, in the last segment about tongue tie, and this is something that many mm-hmm. children, infants, are, are born with tongue tie. and Would you explain that briefly so our listeners know what, what tongue tie is and also what can be done about it and what, to, what signs to look for, too?
1: Okay. Well, uh, the tongue tie or ankyloglossia is it's that little piece of string underneath the tongue. We call it the lingual frenum. And that lingual frenum is, it's what tethers the tongue to the floor of the mouth. And as we, you know, genetically, you know, some people are more tongue-tied than others. And that little piece of string, as we develop in utero, should release. But it doesn't because of genes and and family connections. And so it keeps the tongue down. The tongue isn't free to move as properly as it should because remember i want the tongue up on the roof of the mouth and so when babies are born we should be checking for tongue tie and it's law in brazil they have made it law that we check for that tongue tie and i wish that they we would do that in the united states as well but we we let that you know nobody knows to look and this is an so easy,
0: quick to... sweep as well, isn't it? Like you could, you could literally take your yeah. pinky and run it underneath the tongue, and if you notice that there's, a, 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 a that that piece of skin there helps. is holding yeah. the tongue down, then what type mm-hmm. of a practitioner would you go to? I know you said now this is also just a simple one-second little laser. Laser therapy that that takes care of it in a moment. It's not a not a traumatic incident. Like I know years ago that you'd have to clip them and do other things. So who who would somebody go to for this?
1: Well, I would want an experienced uh, either pediatric dentist or uh, um, an ear, nose, and throat doctor who's very very skilled and has done this before. So it's a for babies, it would be a laser therapy, laser treatment, and just release it, untether it. And then the tongue can go up to the roof of the mouth and create that suction that they need in order to breastfeed properly.
0: Right. Okay. So yeah. Because a lot can, of these kids, like you said, are, are starving because they, they, they're trying to breastfeed and they can't because they can't suck the milk in properly. Um, We need to take a short break and uh, when we come back, we'll talk about some of the, uh, maybe some of the things that parents can do, exercises and other things that can be helpful for myofunctional disorders. Stay with us. We will be right back. Hi there. Welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and we're coming to you live from Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. Today we have Barbara Tritz with us, a registered dental hygienist and a myofunctional disorder therapist. And myofunctional disorders are a way for the mouth to get disrupted that infects Breathing, which then can affect sleep and cause sleep apnea, can cause eating disorders and also can affect definitely by being sleep deprived your child could be uh, affected by their ability to focus at school or their ability to keep their behaviors calm and I know that that uh, many of us we we work with us with uh, with autism, and sometimes it can be an issue of sleep, and we all want to know how our children can sleep better so barbara i 'm wondering too mm-hmm. now you 've got. All of these things have been, say, going on. You start noticing now, Now, you know, they're, the listeners are educated and learning more about what to look for. And if you ever notice your child is snoring, um, you can check for tongue tie, you, you, they've got allergies, all of these things. So then you think, okay, well, they're thinking, I've got a child with with some of these issues. What do I do? So how... What does a myofunctional therapist do, and then how can somebody find an educated one?
1: So a myofunctional therapist is either a, a dental hygienist, a speech-language pathologist, or a physical therapist, or an occupational therapist that has had additional training in in oral myofunctional disorder. So not every hygienist or every speech-language pathologist is going to recognize these disorders and and know what to do so they have extra training in this so I have my training from the Academy of oral Myofacial therapy Um, there there are two other groups that also offer training and you you want somebody who is an OMT and who knows more about this because if they don't know like like I didn't know for the first 30 plus years I didn't know to look, I didn't know it was important. So you want somebody who's had this training and there are lists and we can, we can link online. I can send you that link. Um, yes, definitely, so myofunctional I'll add it to the We'll um, teach, the goal of myofunctional therapy is to establish nasal breathing, lip seal, the lips should always be together when you're not eating, talking or communicating, a proper swallow. The swallow should go backwards as opposed to forwards. And then you want to eliminate noxious habits. So nothing should be in the mouth but food. And that's what a myofunctional therapist does. We work on breathing and swallowing, proper tongue rest posture, and eliminating noxious habits. So and that's imagine- the goal of myofunctional therapy.
0: And there are go a lot ahead. of... There are a lot of kids that with speech issues, they're having trouble speaking properly. They go to a speech pathologist, but if the speech pathologist is not educated in these myofunctional disorders and there are myofunctional disorders going on, then they might not. A parent might not get the optimum results for their child from that speech therapist. For again, if it's a speech issue, so again, they're they're really wanting to find somebody who has an OMT background. And, and you have a link that you correct. said you can give me and I'll, I will add that to the show yes. notes again. the show notes will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward forward/21 the number 2 one. So uh, as soon as I, I get that from Barbara, I will add that to that page for you um, so you can find that for your children. Uh, so what then there are there are also um, there are also exercises that the OMTs can teach parents and the parents can do themselves at home with their children, correct?
1: Correct. And that's, that's the goal is to, to show you exercises that fit your child and establish those, those goals of, you know, the lip seal and the nasal breathing. And so, you know, one of the things that, that I have parents do is give the child a big straw. I want the child to breathe in through their nose and blow bubbles. I mean, something as simple as that. I mean, these are simple exercises, but, you know, Teaching the child to keep their lips together is crucial. And then also, you know, learning nasal hygiene. That's something a myofunctional therapist will teach you. How to clear the sinuses so that the child can breathe through the nose. And then establishing a team, you know, craniosacral therapist and an allergist and an EMT and an airway dentist. You know, this is a whole team approach to help the child to develop their facial 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 muscles properly, and it's it's not just one person going alone.
0: Okay, so they would want a team, and how and they would know then from what you just said to find that team of OMT therapists, just just uh, people who are skilled with OMT.
1: Well, airway. Airway, and, I, and, okay. and often, you know, as a, as a myofunctional therapist, I'm looking for, and I have a team of people who think like I do, who are aware of the airway and how to work with the child, you know, getting, get, clearing the sinuses and looking for tonsils that are inflamed and adenolated and then making the mouth bigger so that the tongue sits and releasing the tongue if there is a tongue tie. You know, a lot of dentists don't understand tongue ties, and hygienists are not aware to look underneath there. And once you release the tongue, you've got to have a place to put it in the mouth. So it's, it's, it's a whole team approach.
0: Right. Yeah, that's really interesting. It's such a simple thing, too, to think about. Sucking in air through a straw and then blowing bubbles I mean it can make a ton for the kids too because they're usually in so many therapies it's nice when something actually can be enjoyable but it's surprising that that even pediatric dentists and and a lot of hygienists who are are skilled and educated are are not educated in this and how important it is for uh, for especially parents to you know as their children are growing up you take your child to a dentist you know even before they have teeth to make sure that the the mouth is developing properly properly and uh, and then keeping the teeth healthy as well along the way Uh, and and so many kids especially with autism will end up with with problems with the teeth and I've mentioned before how you know fluoride is neurotoxic and sometimes people think oh I'll just give my kid more fluoride and you don't want to put fluoride in the mouth so they need to have other options and um and we can uh, we can talk about some of those other options as well when we come back. We need to take a short break. This is Naturally Recovering Autism. We're coming to you live from Bold Brave Media. Stay with us. We will be right back. Welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and we are coming to you live from Bold Brave Media. Today we're talking about myofunctional disorders, and we have Barbara Tritts with us, and uh, we were just talking about various uh, airway disorders that can lead to uh, n- not only behavioral issues caused by sleep disorders, but also um, uh, there are a lot of health issues that can be caused definitely in the mouth as well from um from the mouth being open all the time, drying the teeth, the uh, the demineralization of the teeth. Uh, but there are also some other solutions that uh, I'd like you to know about for your child, and even your possibly yourself or your spouse, because we, you know, many people do snore, or they they might not know that they do. But there are ways to help prevent, and um, and also different sleep studies that are done, and some sleep studies, as I found out in my own family are not effective and and they don't don't give the proper information so barbara you're t- you were talking about uh you mentioned what is an airway dentist then is somebody who could lead to a better sleep uh a, a better sleep study if you want to get an actual sleep study done and again this might be more Correct. age appropriate for for older you know people you know not children perhaps but older people and again do you have an age that that would be appropriate to begin
1: well, I mean, one of the things, the, one of the first things I'd recommend is download either the Snore Lab app or Sleep Cycle and record yourself or record your child and see if they toss and turn a lot, if they snore, if they snort. You know, sleep should be silent. We shouldn't toss and turn a lot. We should sleep just reclined on our back or on our side without without arching our back, arching our neck, kicking. And so recording the child or an adult and see how well you sleep. And then finding an airway dentist. You know, that's a it's a new, new emerging field. We're finally paying attention beyond the teeth and gums. So it's gonna take a little sleuthing and I, I can certainly give you some names and a link um, when we get done so that people have a place to go. But the airway dentist is looking at the throat, is looking at, um, you know, um, it's called impaired mouth syndrome and all the things that are connected with improperly growing the face. And so getting getting us breathing properly, getting us deep sleep, you know, it's when we get into the stage three sleep, that's when we release growth hormones. And then when we get into the REM sleep, the dreaming sleep, that's when we take our memories from short-term and put them into long-term. So people who have memory issues aren't dreaming. And people, you know, kids who aren't growing are not releasing that growth hormone. And adults even need that growth hormone. That's how we heal. So getting getting a good foundation and seeing you know, getting a good sleep study either in a sleep clinic or with you know, sleuthing out a good airway dentist. And then okay. making the mouse bigger. You know, there are appliances that we can use either in children, you know, for for little kids there's something called a myomunchie, Munchie. And it's a little little plastic silicone um appliance that the kids put in their mouth and they chew it for 10 minutes a day and they create that lip seal so that we're getting them and we're training them to breathe through their nose and then with older children after age five you know there are other appliances there's the Myo brace, there is the dna appliance there's the bioblock there's the alf so there are different appliances different braces than the traditional Railroad tracks of braces that you and I grew up with, and the problem with braces is that it, it it retracts everything. Whereas I, I as a myofunctional therapist, I want to expand everything because I want room for the tongue, because you know that's part of like with my daughter, that's what happened with her is that everything got retracted. Then they put the retainer in. Now there's no place for her tongue, and that's the problem with traditional orthodontics. So we need to look seriously at the airway and getting kids breathing, getting adults breathing and teaching the tongue to, to sit where it's supposed to sit instead of down and in the way.
0: And you had mentioned uh, some things that uh, you like for uh, clearing up the nasal passages. What, what, do, I you, do. what do you, do? Like to-
1: nasal hygiene is, is so important Getting the, the the sinuses clear. So I do like a product called Clear. It's uh, X L E A R. Everybody pronounces it Xlear, but it's called Clear, and it is made by Spry. And two squirts in the morning in each nostril, and then blow your nose, and then two squirts before bed. And the xylitol. Xylitol is a sugar alcohol that bacteria cannot digest. But the bacteria like to eat it because they think it's sugar. And so the bacteria die. And so the xylitol acts like a probiotic and it clears out the sinuses. And I use xylitol in, in the nose and in the mouth. And it just, it makes the mouth healthier. It changes the microbiome. It changes the, it clears, it heals the sinuses. And especially for babies, you know, for ear infections that's a better tool than antibiotics.
0: Right. And xylitol tooth toothpaste. Zylitol. Yeah, xylitol toothpaste is good. Um it, it it does kill uh strep mutans, which is the bacteria I know that that uh, creates cavities, so that's important too. Sometimes watch uh, if, if I notice if a lot is ingested, sometimes it uh, might have might affect digestion a little bit. So just want to put that little caveat out to parents to to watch for that at all if that happens. But otherwise, yes, Isotol is great. And um, I'm sorry, but we need to take another short break, and uh, we'll be back. And we'll uh, I will link to all of these things on the show notes at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash twenty one so that uh, you can um, you can find them as well. Stay with us we will hi there welcome back to naturally recovering autism i'm your host karen thomas and we are coming to you live from bold brave media today we're talking about myofunctional disorders which are disorders of the mouth and breathing airways that can lead to uh, among other things sleep apnea sleep disorders uh, and many behavioral and ability to uh, be- behavioral disorders and ability to focus uh, because many of our kids are just exhausted and we didn't, you know, don't really realize it sometimes. So anything we can do to help them sleep better and because mouth health is so important and we know that our kids with autism uh, almost always end up having issues with their teeth and so we've talked about some of those issues here i'll link in the show notes to uh, another episode that i did on uh, dental issues specifically but uh, we have barbara trist here with us today and um, we were giving a couple of resources and one barbara would you mention um Paper tape uh, a little bit because you had mentioned that, and I to me earlier and uh, on a break, and I think it's really important for um for our listeners to hear a, a little bit about that um, and again age appropriate but if you could just briefly explain explain that
1: paper tape is wonderful it is um, i use three m next care sensitive skin paper tape in the first aid section, and it's a blue tape and what I recommend is because it, it will train the, the child and adults even to keep their lips together. So like when your your child is doing homework or your child is watching TV and just a little bit of paper tape, to keep the lips together. And then I use paper tape myself when I'm sleeping because I get a deeper sleep when I use paper tape. So I tape my lips together and I know it's not sexy but um, I feel so much better when I breathe through my nose all night long. And I wouldn't use paper tape on a on somebody who is ill or has had alcohol or uh, under four years old. But starting around age five, you can try using paper tape. Um, I use it horizontally, but you can use it vertically. And just keep the lips together, training the child to breathe through their nose. And the more you breathe through your nose, the better. The more you mouth breathe, the more congested your nose gets. So I I think that just these little tricks to keep the child, you know, nasal breathing, tongue on the right spot, and that'll keep the child healthier. And
0: the basic bites, some parents ask me about uh, calcium resources, and there are so many bad ones out there. It's tough to find a, a good one, and you don't want, you have to balance out the calcium and magnesium, et cetera, because magnesium, where most of us are deficient in, and it's so important. Mm-hmm. But you had mentioned uh, basic bites, and those are something, can you tell us about those? They're something that children suck on, and they can help their, the health of their
1: teeth. Exactly. Basic Bites are a chocolate that has a basic pH, and it has calcium and phosphate and xylitol. So it's remineralizing the teeth, it's raising the pH, and I use it all the time for, for, I, I love it for everybody, but especially for my kiddos that have a high decay rate. So I encourage two Basic Bites a day.
0: And you say they're chocolate, but they're made with xylitol. So these are there's no artificial yeah. colorings and sugars, et cetera. Of course, they're all they're a they're a natural and healthy product.
1: As natural and healthy as I can get. Yes, I, yeah. I work <laughs> in a green dental office. I work in a biological dental office. So it's. It's approved by my dentist. Okay. And that
0: is important uh, to know that you do want to look for a biodentist uh, as well because they know how to do things more naturally As uh, just as uh, mercury amalgam fillings. You know, those are very dangerous. They still are today. If you have them in your mouth, you want to get them removed, but you need to have a biodentist do it properly because you will get it more affected by those heavy metals as they're being uh, removed. Uh, do know that that mercury can leach in utero to your child so if you have mercury amalgam fillings when you're uh, pregnant with your child then that child is also susceptible to those dangers of mercury and um, that I know is very common so your child is born with heavy metal toxicity so we are uh, I just want to give some some links because we're uh, just about done today and I want to make sure that uh, my free workshop is available to you. I've just mentioned it, the three stages to naturally recover from the symptoms of autism, which is stage one, healing the gut Stage two is natural heavy metal detoxification, and stage three is brain support and repair to give you the resources that you need to naturally uh, bring your child to the optimum results and the optimum recovery, which, again, is to regain their health. And I have linked to, I will link to everything that Barbara has shared with us today at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 21, The workshop is available on that page as well, or you can go straight to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop, no spaces, just free workshop. And thank you so much, Barbara, for being here with us today. I greatly appreciate you doing this um taking your time out because it's important that parents do have these resources and this knowledge and, and education about what could be going on for their child and and now they have those have solutions as far as to who to look into and how to find out if this if you you know find out if your child has this issue at all or any of these issues and now what you can do about it because sometimes many people will go through the majority of their life or all of their life and not know this and they'll have sleep problems and and dental problems but not really realize it. So thank you very
1: much for sharing this with our audience today. Mm. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you.